rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, what's happening? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. And damn it, we need it. So, guys, if you want to hang out in the greatest chat room in all of liberal media, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. We meet here every Friday evening in, in this um, time slot in the vicinity of 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hang out and, I guess, uh, sort of, well, I call it ther therapy for the resistance so we can not, I mean, get through the, the new Gilded Age, the last days of the American Republic, and maybe, I don't know, do something about it. Don't go quietly into that dark night, rage against the dying of the light. This is what we're up against. The Republicans are in the midst of a coup. Make no mistake. And I know you know that. I'm not telling you anything that is a surprise. They're not kidding around. They are, uh, they see the, the death of democracy and they, it's like a, a shark smelling blood in the water. And they're, as, they're about as dumb as sharks. You know, sharks have very tiny brains and they only care about p filling their rapacious holes. That's Republicans. It really is. They they just want to. Well, especially Trump. Look at their con man, their con man Dim Dimfura. He just just shove as much as he can into that endless, bottomless pit of of need. There is nobody more needy and more parasitic than that filthy, disgusting con man that they worship. So I mean, you got to think if you want to know somebody. Look at their friends, but also look at who they admire. Now, the fact that the Republicans, they're all celebrating Elon Musk's, his, I mean, it's not done yet. This is what I find funny. He hasn't, nothing has changed on Twitter yet, but they're all saying, oh, uh, Elon Musk, I'm back because I'm allowed back on now. Because of Elon Musk. Yeah, because they're the victims constantly. Nothing changed yet. But, yeah, well, trust me, when Elon Musk, if he takes over, uh, I will be out of Twitter. And so will, I think we should all get the F off that platform. Because it is a, it's just another cesspool. That's what will it will devolve into and I mean it's almost it's halfway there as it is so um, alright well let's see let me just do some plugs like I said we meet here every Friday evening around this time to hang out and get through and also maybe maybe do something about it. I don't know the resistance we're on the right side of history and all that but um I don't know. I guess, you know, I'm just hoping that the Democrats listen to this show and fight like we have history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity on our side because we do. 
no no need to apologize for that all right so also if you can like um i say all the time become a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin that will help keep the show excuse me damn it going and growing so yeah and if you are a supporter please uh, if you'd like a mug one of these tara buster mugs which are fabulous and 17 ounces they're they're perfect size dishwasher safe i love it um just send me an email at tarabustermedia dot dot uh, at gmail.com with your name and address and i will i'll send you a mug all right what else i'll think of others plugs along the way fyination.com another liberal radio station that you can watch in the morning especially during the week for thomas reynolds the nosy liberal all right yes yes errol thomas says i love your t-shirt tara i love this t-shirt too it's really comfortable it is available at the tarabuster merch store this is, i gotta really update that store with some more designs but you know i take a number there's so much to do this is what happens. I haven't even changed the the opening of the show. It, there is no more RDT Daily, but I haven't even been able to change that, you know, the VO and whatnot. So, eh, whatever. We have our priorities. That goes down on the list. Low, it gets lower because there's other things that has to happen, like doing the show itself. But the other thing is, and that's why, I mean, it really is, I encourage your support and I thank you for it because hopefully one day we can have a daily show at a set time and it won't just be a one-man band. I do have a producer, but the the producer's a cat, you know, so, and he's kind of a pain in the ass, too. What does he do? He comes up, he jumps on the keyboard, he screams, yells at me. He, he just expects me to pet him. I mean, that's what he's producing. He's producing his own being pet. <sighs> well, but he's beautiful. He's a good boy. Look at him. Look at him. That's Junior. Look at how pretty. Oh, well, it went away. Look at how gorgeous. What a gorgeous picture that is, isn't it? All right, listen. Uh, last time the show just stopped because the restream crapped out that was a first i believe usually it's the ecam that craps out i don't know what happened i didn't even realize it until i saw all of a sudden the youtube uh, when, when the show goes off the air the youtube screen pops up with the with the graphic and um and then i saw that. i was like what the hell is going on so the stream just stopped so i hope and that's what the other thing go on if you look in the description you can see the the um link for our discord page that's a good way to stay in touch and i was able to tell people (laughs) that uh this is what happened i don't know what happened it just crapped out so and all right let's get to work i'll think of other things for you to do oh like uh give the show a good review okay um that's what you got to do too and tell your friends tell your friends to come hang out what do you what else are you doing on friday night now right i mean i know people are going out again but it's better i don't want to go out. i really don't ever want to leave my home i'm like a cat myself you know if i wanted i mean if i really had my dreams i'd sleep 16 hours a day and never leave the house i'd live the life of a house cat so 
I'm just kidding. Okay, let me think here. Where to begin? It never st- like today when I was tr- getting the show ready. I'm like, it never. St- it, it, it's a wealth of. Um, it's an embarrassment of riches. It's it, it's you know uh, like I used to say about Republican dirty tricks. The website. If only we would run out of topics, but it never happens. The Republicans. Let me. This is why I titled tonight's show it is now or never to stop the republican fascist coup because it's now or never we really are at the turning point if the republicans take power they will destroy democracy and we will be living in a fascist state much like the uh, much like uh, putin's russia and uh, Erdogan's Hungary that they so admire. It's kind of, well, not kind of, but it's disgraceful how they hate democracy. It's not even, they don't feel the need to uh, even hide it anymore. And for years I've been saying that Republicans give lip service to democracy. They had to because it was unseemly. Not to. You had to, they had to pretend. But deep down, and it was well, not that deep though, and every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. Now their fascist flag is out there flying, and that's why they have their propaganda outlets to cover up the the coup and to also manipulate the morons into thinking that fascist policy and the assaults on the Constitution and the and the general welfare and the people and our history and our de- decency and our dignity and our democracy and our standing in the world, that that's all democracy. You know, it's not pay no attention to the crimes that the Republicans are committing. They're fighting for mom and apple pie and democracy. But if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck and lies like a goddamn fascist duck, it's a freaking fascist duck. So, what? Why? How could you explain Marjorie Taylor Greene and the and the insurrection caucus um, supporting Russia outright, supporting Putin? Hold on a second. This is Tara Devlin. Unapologetic liberal talk. We'll be right back. So, uh, and there's a couple of things. There's a, a, a judge. I wanted to read this article. We will probably just peruse it. It's kind of long. Um, this A retired judge breaks it down. And this is a conservative judge. Um, this is from Huffington Post. There are a few outlets that are reporting on this, but frankly, not enough. And this needs to be the topic of conversation. So let's start from here. Retired judge breaks down MAGA Let me start again because words are having a problem coming out of my mouth. Retired judge breaks down MAGA blueprint to steal election. 2020 was a dry run. That's the headline. Trump's election lies are just the shiny object that Republicans have tauntingly and disingenuously dangled before the American Republic, I mean, the American public, said Michael J. Luddig, who is a a former judge, a retired federal judge appointed by 
former President George H.W. Bush, warned in an, in an opinion piece published by CNN on Wednesday that Republicans are already a long way toward recapturing the White House in 2024, whether Trump or another Republican candidate wins the election or not. That's why Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin are the enemies of the people, part of the coup. And, you know, they really did. And when the history of this time is written, they will be um, reviled even more than we revile them now. And make no mistake, the in the future, I know that Republicans love their con man. They love the crime family the Trump crime family and all of the oligarchs who they, they just, because they're not only do Republicans hate America, they're confused by her. They don't understand what, well, you know, this whole democracy, this whole America thingy is all about. And that's why they cheer Elon Musk and they, and, you know, taking over Twitter they cheer billionaires, and this is because they are confused by America. They, the whole general welfare, the whole democracy thingy itself. You can't, we cannot have democracy and concentrated wealth at the same time. We can't have billionaires controlling the message and consider ourselves a democracy. This is why we're here. This is what because of the message has been polluted and corrupted by big moneyed interest. And yes, that came from both parties. It w- if it weren't for the Telecommunications Act of 96, signed by Bill Clinton, we would not be here. It's, it could only be possible. The fascist coup is only possible with a corrupted corporate media. So the the fact that Elon Musk is poised to take over Twitter is really one of the nails in the coffin of democracy and why Republicans are celebrating it and twisting it for the dumbasses. And that's the point of propaganda, to define and redefine and, and spread their big lies and cover up all the crimes that they're up to. And that's why they have to pretend it's all for mom and apple pie and free speech when it's they they hate free speech republican they i mean it's so outrageous that they i mean is it outrageous what's the word i i they the hypocrisy is is stunning to me how they can allow uh, the the simultaneously diametrically opposed views to come out of their mouths at the same time talking about freedom in one breath while talking about uh, prohibited topics in an, in the same sentence and books that are need to be banned and burned they they this is how fascist they are they don't even real i mean this it's right it's in their souls so it can't help but slip out now and then. And they, uh, another Republican recently, not just some dumbass at a town hall meeting, 
uh, another Republican, I'm trying to find his, I can't remember who it was exactly, talked about what do we, you know, what do, we do with all these banned, these books we're banning? Uh, burn them. I'm all for burning them. You see? They can't help it. They just can't help it. They are the enemies of the people. They are the enemies of the general welfare. They are the domestic enemies that the founders warned us about. That's it. And that's how the, the Democrats have to attack them. Legally and peacefully. Unapologetically. And point out that, yeah, we are in big-ass trouble here. If the Republicans take power, the democracy is done. I mean, get that word out there. It's not about um, meeting them on the field of ideas. And it hasn't been about that in a long time. That's why they have to lie constantly and pretend you know they got to pretend they're all about the very thing that they are trying to uh trying to destroy freedom of speech freedom of uh, you know just freedom in general to them freedom is the freedom to oppress your fellow american you see to treat your fellow american like dirt to not give a shit about your fellow American. F the general welfare. F e pluribus unum. You know, I mean, everything that the country... Yes, okay, I know the hypocrisy of the founders. That is a given. But all of our ideals, every our founding... Our, the motto that the founders chose for this country, e pluribus unum. That's not an accident. Out of many, one. They hate that. Republicans hate the general welfare. They hate e pluribus unum. And please prove me wrong. If I'm wrong, I, I will apologize. But they, they hate, that's why they have to divide constantly. They, any, any step we take towards a more perfect union... They have to jump in and divide. And one of, another example is them attacking student loan forgiveness, which is another reason why Joe Biden needs to do it. We have a country where our young people come out of college as indentured servants to banks. But that's how Republicans want it. Even they're the good one right now, Mitt Romney is considered sane. He's the one who said that we should, people should just get as much education as they can afford. Well, honey, that sounds just like the system the founders rebelled to escape. You know, where the rich ran and owned everything, and the only people that went to school or knew how to read were, were the ones who lived in, you know, their castles, the dukes, the barons, the religious authorities. Don't, what do you need to read? You're toiling in the field. They'll tell you what to think, what to feel. Your natural lord will tell you what to do. What do you need to learn? 
And so Republicans are coming after, they come after education. They come after public education constantly. And they do it in a, in the most divisive ways, like uh, just like they're. I mean, it really is. They're watching. They they are watching and have watched the takeover, the de- the democratic destruction. Well, the destruction of democracy in Hungary, and they're following that blueprint to a T. So it will it, it'll work here too. Um, here, I just, I know I'm a little all over the place. That just seems to, well, it's a terror buster after all. But here's, here's Ron DeSantis talking about student loan forgiveness. Why would you make a truck driver or a waitress or a construction worker pay off the debt for somebody that did a PhD program in gender studies? I rest my case, Right. We talked about this the other day. Hungary doesn't have gender studies anymore. It's been banned by by the big daddy fascist leader that Republicans want to sto- uh, install here. Similarly, a similar model. More, uh, you know, wrapped in the flag, carrying a Bible, holding a Bible up, upside down. These people... It's enough. Democrats, if you're listening to this program, take, t- please take some of my advice and um, fight these bastards without apology. Enough. There's no debating them. They hate America. Just Ron DeSantis himself, right? That's why they pick gender studies. They always attack gender studies. But I'm here to tell you and I'm here to tell the Democrats, if they want to listen, to take take this up, you know. Gender studies is the mark of freedom and democracy. The fact that we we have institutions that explore gender studies is something we should all be proud of and if it is if it's ever outlawed like republicans want to do and they'll attack it just like they go after critical friggin race theory distracting us with more bullshit more things that don't exist who needs truth in a fascist autocracy. I just saw on Twitter, Elise Stefanik, a, another tedious, oh God, another tedious little fascist. Uh, go right on Twitter. And this is what I will, I guess, I don't know if I'll miss it. It's just running to Twitter to keep up with the, with the news. That's what I use it for. But yeah, it, it doesn't escape me that th- every time I go on Twitter, right at the top is some right-wing friggin' tweet. I don't follow these people. Why is that coming up immediately as, as soon as I log on? Because, you know, uh, I guess the algorithms in social media have been adapted in such a way that republicans are are, they're constantly stroked and appeased because they don't want to be the the social media companies they don't want to be accused of bias right 
bias or or um, you know, attacking conservative views, which are nothing but fantasies now, divisive fantasies. And I so I go on Twitter and this this Elise Stefanik, this disgusting waste of human DNA. She she writes. Here's the tweet. I'll show you. I'm looking at it. CRT is a racist ideology. It does not belong in our schools. What are you talking about, bitch? What schools? It's not in school. Give me one name of a school that teaches CRT. Well, that isn't a law school for adults, you know? An adult should have the right to discuss any effing topic they want to discuss in a in a in a education setting you know within reason i suppose i mean i'm not talking about sitting around well i guess you discuss pornography in a way of i I mean discussing it in the framing of uh you know hierarchy and sociology and whatnot so not you know what i'm saying but of course we her her twitter feed is chock-a-block with lies and divisive bullshit, racism, uh, all kinds of attacks on Hunter Biden. It's like, get the fuck out of here, you goddamn tedious fascist. I mean, I knew that fascism was going to suck, but I didn't, I guess, I didn't expect the level of tediousness that would ensue. Oh, my God. All the whining. The, well, well, I guess that was my failure of imagination. The Republicans are whiners. They're just professional victims. I don't know how they stand themselves. That's the other thing. I don't get it. They have to hate themselves. So, uh, continuing with this... Well, it's not the article. Maybe I should, should I read the article? That's what I'm debating in my head. Read the, exi- the actual... Eh, let's do that. Instead of this Huffington Post article about the judge's article. So, okay, the here's the... Let's see how long it is. We'll go through it. I think it's important. And so, the former judge, J. Michael Luddig, writes, The Republican blueprint to steal the 2024 election. Nearly a year and a half later, surprisingly few understand what January 6th was all about. Fewer still understand why former President Donald asshole Trump and Republicans persist in their long disproven claim that the 2020 presidential election was stolen, much less why they're obsessed about making the 2024 race a referendum on the so-called stolen election of 2020, which even they know wasn't stolen. January 6th was never about a stolen election or even about actual voter fraud. It was always and only about an election that Trump lost fair and square under legislatively promulgated election rules in a handful of swing states and that he and other Republicans contend were unlawfully changed by state election officials and state courts to expand the right and opportunity to vote, largely in response to the COVID 
pandemic. This is what the Republicans use as a um, as a as their bullshit excuse. They say, "Oh, it was illegal for states to allow to expand voting to, for, let's say, everybody to vote by mail because in the midst of a pandemic." Yeah, if they love democracy, if they loved America, and love to, and they wanted to honor the sacrifices of all of those graves on the uh, in the beaches from the from the beaches of Normandy let's say right which makes they make me sick when i think about these bastards because this is what they're doing they are wiping their ass with the ultimate sacrifice of millions of young people who gave their life you know so if they really wanted to honor the sacrifices of of the, those actual patriots they would they would honor and embrace the expansion of voting cuz that's what they died for that's what these people died for it make they make me sick republicans they make us sick Republican, and this is the other thing. Democrats, that would you please, you know, explain this to the American people? I have my little dinky podcast. I'm doing my what I can to a degree. I wish I had a bigger platform, of course, to get the word out more. But take my words and run with it, because people want they want the they want people to fight who have the courage of their convictions and people need to be instructed that what's at stake here and what's really going on. Republicans aren't patriots. They are dishonorable agents of autocracy, get gilded aged ghosts who really just uh, don't like democracy because that takes too much work. And it takes maturity. And it takes, you know, they, they would rather rig the game. It's easier to do that. And if whoever gets trampled underfoot, whatever. Be damned. F the general welfare. F e pluribus unum. They want to turn the American people into um, enemies, you know, who report on each other who go after each other in vigilante uh, in ways that, you know, they think this is, I don't know, where, where do they think we, we want to live? Who wants to live like that? Oh, they, don't worry, they're fine, though. You see, while the, the filthy fascists that they have roaming around um, attacking or, you know, spying on their neighbors and um, and enforcing these bullshit laws, uh, violations of the Constitution, of people's constitutional rights, they're, they're, you know, these Republicans will be in their gated communities. So they don't give a shit what we have to deal with, that we have to live in the, in the consequences of Republican filth. Like, for example... Um, I, I don't know if you watch the, there's a show I just watched. Um, you perhaps have seen it yourself. Where is it on? Uh, it's called Dr. Death. It's about that doctor. It's very interesting. And I remember when it was going on, 
Who's the, what's the guy's name? Dr. Death. He was a, a doctor, a so-called doctor, a surgeon who they believe was some kind of sociopath, psychopath who got cut people open and killed them and paralyzed them. Yeah, every single, um, pretty much, I think uh, 99.9% of all the operations he he was a part of the people who came out worse than they went in. And I mean, like, parallel, quadriplegic. Uh, this is what he did, or dead. And so, you know, he was a sociopath, a psychopath, and he was enabled to uh, continue to practice because of greed, you know. Um, and why? Let's put the dot, let's put, fill in the dots here. Because I don't know if you guys remember um, when Rick Perry and the Republicans in Texas changed the law, changed the class action. Well, the no, the malpractice laws in the state of Texas to limit any liability that the hospitals may have, limit them, limit it to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So you could go in to get a routine, really, an out, some of the operations that this, this sociopath, psychopath performed were routine, outpatient-type operations. And they were, the other surgeon said any first-year resident could perform, you know, um, or sh and should be able to perform, and he would opened people up and just um, assault them. But Rick Perry and the and the Republicans passed a law. Let me see. What year was that? Where doctors and hospitals couldn't be sued for more than $250,000. And so you go in for your routine back operation and uh, you come out of paraplegic and the only thing you can get is $250,000 for your trouble. So they did, in the, in the movie or in the TV show, they did mention that. Uh, there was a character, it was not a character, it was based on a real person whose wife died was killed by this doctor, this so-called doctor. And they mentioned, and he mentioned it, how I can't believe I voted for Rick Perry and, um, you know, he, uh, uh, that's all we can sue for. And be because of that, this is the thing, there was no deterrent to allow him or to uh, stop this doctor because they were making money on it. So he was bringing in more money from the insurance companies, regardless of the fact that he was killing people and maiming them. And they, the reason, now this guy's in jail before uh, they said he's going to come, he'll be able, eligible for parole when he's like 72 years old, which they, they prosecuted him criminally. And uh, the re and the other people, the other surgeons said that he he had to have been doing it on purpose. The way that he would put screws in people's muscles and 
things like that. And so he wanted to hurt people. Sick, sick. But he was able to practice, go from hospital to hospital to hospital because of this law. Because the hospitals were making money. They were bringing people in. They were still getting paid to perform these operations. So it was less money to... Uh, they were getting more money in from the this psychopath than they would have to pay out in damages. So if you're bringing in a million dollars, let's say for your uh, for your opera for your uh, really assaults, but um, two hundred fifty thousand dollars is you know that's a million is more than two hundred fifty thousand. So it's it, they come out on top and. That's what I'm saying. The Republicans, we have to connect the dots constantly. They make this world like that. They make it to the point that, well, greed is the only value. That's it. F your life. F your ability to walk. You know? F everything. If you're, if they, you come out paralyzed, oh, well, booby. And what happens? So what? Yo, you can't walk? Go on and go fund me. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Greed is the only American value. And this is the reason this doctor, Dr. Death, was allowed to practice again and again and again. Well, will Rick Perry ever um, ever be asked about that? Will he ever face any consequences for that will it ever will there be a media outlet that puts you know two and two together obviously the people who um who wrote the who wrote the tv show based on this real uh, this real series of events they i commend them for putting it in you know for including it in the script to because that was connecting the dots but um, after I watched the show, I was interested in, in it. And I ended up, I watched, they had a little, they had a documentary about it. So I watched that too. But they, and they mentioned that in Texas, it was like in passing in Texas, you can only receive, um, $250,000. That's the only liability, um, a doctor or, uh, or hospital is responsible for if they, uh, turn you into a quadru- quadriplegic. And, um, but they didn't, they didn't give credit where credit's due, you know, they didn't say that's because Republicans did that so they could get paid because they were getting buku bucks from their big money masters. And who cares if you die? They don't give a shit. They know that people are going to get hurt from that. They know that there's just like they know that the, the disasters that they create with their laws, um, turning Americans into vigilantes, into um, little snitches, little fascist snitches that, are, that will report their neighbors for possibly having an abortion. You believe where we live? But, you know... Oh, we have a failure to collect. I remember on 9-11. Oh, we didn't connect the dots. We never connect the dots. Well, it's usually about greed, though. 
that's why we form civilizations, you know, and this is the thing, Republicans, you know, why, why do we have governments? So, because we're interdependent, a, an interdependent species, and we are wired for fairness. I don't care what Republicans, you know, think. They, they know that, too, because you see how, how easily triggered they are. Oh, everybody's picking on me. The poor Republican snowflake. So they they understand that, that, and that's why all of these sociopath billionaires, let's say, they they want to play with the world. They want to play with us like little pawns. They don't go effing off to a desert island. Get I mean, get the f out of here. Get out. Go live on a desert island. Leave us alone. Leave if you don't like. You don't want to uh, you know be a part of humanity then get the fuck out but they want to they want to you know tr- uh, play with humanity and that's not the way it's supposed to be we're not supp- this a government is to as the as our founding documents say this government at least is to promote the general welfare and I would, I would imagine, to entrust democracy to the next generation, to secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. What's the blessings of liberty? To be able to get medical care without having to become, uh, you know, a pawn who becomes a paraplegic because the hospital can get more money than if they yeah they don't care it's like you know what it is it was like the pinto remember the pinto car hold on a second this is tara devlin all right we're back so um remember the pinto where that was the thing then the the this it was the same kind of thing as uh with this dr death guy because the the people who made the Pinto, let's see, the Pinto, the, the had, it had a nasty habit of exploding. This car, the, the car. For those who don't remember, I mean, I was, I remember this when I was little. The Pinto explosion, and it was so. The, the who made the Pinto? What year? Or what? It was the Ford. Ford Pinto, 1971. Ford Pinto was rushed into production to fight imported subcompact cars. This is from um, How Stuff Works website. In the 60s and 70s, the typical car took 43 months to design and build. The Pinto, just 25 months. It quickly became obvious that corners were cut. The Pinto's main objectives were size, cost of ownership, and clear product superiority, they said, defined as characteristics like comfort and appearance. All right, so to make a long story short, the Pinto, they cut corners and they, it had a, they had a nasty uh, way of exploding and killing people. But according to internal documents, the Ford Motor Company calculated that it was it was more cost effective for them it was more profitable for them to continue 
to to make these exploding cars and every time you got into the car you could be next you could be exploded but it was um more profitable for them to to pay out any kind of lawsuit than it was to fix the problem that made the car explode. So you were really taking every, everybody who drove in a Pinto was taking their life in their hands and maybe they would hit the lottery. And, you know, so to speak, the, the reverse lottery where you, instead of winning, um, any something good, you would explode. So, but the, this is corporate greed and that's, that's people. That's why we have to have, that's why we have regulation, you know, that's we, we government, the regulation, the laws, the promoting of the general welfare. We're supposed to bring out the better in each other, you know, rather than and we're supposed to protect each other. And if you have your if you might have the, a base instinct to be a greedy son of a bitch, but because of laws and, uh, you know, we're in this together and regulation and the so-called, I don't know, knowledge that we're, uh, what's the point of, 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 a, of a society? What's the point of a government? What's the point of an economy? It's not to make a couple of people rich. You know, it's so uh, we can all enjoy uh, our bl- blip of, of time together. But so, all right, you know what I'm saying? So, the point is, what, what, what is the point of this whole um, t- diatribe in a way? It's to connect the dots that it's not just, um, you know, these things happen. Every action, th- every greed-centered action these Republicans take and make they uh, we suffer with the consequences so the fact is this the whole dr death show and every whatever if anybody ever if you watch it or if there are other um, you know stories about it, it should all include the, the background that he it would not be possible this would not have happened if the hospitals were held in uh, liability that they were once held before Republicans did the master's bidding, you know? And and uh, who cares? It wasn't them. They weren't the ones being turned into quadriplegic. So what? they were getting paid. But there's no consequence. What, what happens to Rick Perry? Like what happens to Rudy Giuliani? They get to go on Dancing with the Stars or whatever the hell, stupid mass center, things like that. There's no, where they should be publicly shamed, like Rick Perry. There's no, okay, um, there's no, uh, no one will ever ask him to explain himself. You know what I mean? It's like there is no institutional memory of things like this. So we need to connect the dots, I guess. That's the point of what I'm saying. It's just like, what was the other thing I was saying? Another time we were talking about connecting the dots. It'll come back to me. But, oh, yeah, well, with 
the Telecommunications Act. That was the other thing. Every time it used to annoy the hell out of me, Hillary Clinton discussed, she would discuss Fox News and talk about how Fox News is a propaganda channel. Yeah, I would agree. But it's only made possible because of the Telecommunications Act. You know, it's like they sign these bills and it's as if um, by some, I don't know, uh, force of nature, all of this fascism breaks out. It has to be prodded and pushed, just like democracy is not a given. You set up the table, you, you put the recipe together, and you will, get, <laughs> you will get a fascist state, just like democracy. It requires effort and constant, constant effort, you know, and vigilance. That's the price of liberty. Republicans, they, you know, they like to say things like that. The price of liberty is eternal vigilance. Well, what, what is liberty? The liberty not to be um, used as pawns of some billionaire who wants to play. He wants to play with our media, this Elon Musk. He wants to play with the public discourse. That's why you don't have billionaires. You know, billionaires cannot coexist with democracy and freedom. In fact, they are really uh, sort of like what the founders rebelled to escape. So to continue with this article by the judge J. Michael Luddick talking about the Republican blueprint to steal the 2024 election, continuing, I, um, where did I leave off? Okay, the, the Republican mystifying claim to this day that Trump did or would have received more votes than Joe Biden in 2020 were, not, were it not for actual voting fraud is but the shiny object that Republicans have tauntingly and disingenuously dangled before the American public for almost a year and a half now to distract attention from their far more ambitious objective. That objective is not somehow to rescind the 2020 election as they would like us to believe. That's constitutionally impossible. Trump's and the Republicans' far more ambitious objective is to execute successfully in 2024 the very same plan they failed in executing in 2020 and to overturn the 2024 election if Trump or his anointed successor loses again in the next quadrennial contest. The last presidential election was a dry run for the next. And this is what we've been saying, right? What, is, what was 20, uh, January 6th? The failed insurrection was nothing but a dress rehearsal. Everybody who has a clue has been screaming this. So to continue with the article, from long before Election Day 2020, Trump and Republicans plan to overturn the presidential election by exploiting the electors and elections clauses of the Constitution, the Electoral College, the Electoral Count Act of 1877, and the 12th Amendment if Trump lost the popular and Electoral College vote. This is, that's what they were doing. That's what all the uh, Marjorie Taylor, Trader Green couldn't recall. They were all in on it, including Fox News. 
This is a coup in the ma- it's in it's not in the making it's happening. This is a coup in process. We're living through it. It has to be stopped now or never. The cornerstone of the plan was to have the Supreme Court embrace the little-known independent state legislature doctrine, which in turn would pave the way for exploitation of the Electoral College process and the Electoral Count Act. And finally, for Vice President Mike Pence to reject enough swing state electoral state votes to overturn the election using Pence's ceremonial power under the 12th Amendment and award the presidency to Donald Trump. That was the plan. The independent state legislature doctrine says that under the elections and the electors clauses of the Constitution, state legislatures possess plenary and ex- exclusive power over the conduct of federal presidential elections and the selection of state presidential presidential electors. Hold on, guys. This is Tara Devlin. Unapologetic liberal talk. Where's my producer? He's sleeping. The producer's sleeping. All right. We're reading the article from Judge J. Michael Luddick, a conservative judge appointed by H. George H.W. Bush. So from where where was I was okay. The independent state legislature doctrine says that under the elections and electors cause clauses of the Constitution. I think I just read this. Where was I? Yes, the Supreme Court. Okay, where where where? Here we go. Not even a state Supreme Court, let alone other state elections officials, can alter the legislatively written election rules or interfere with the appointment of state electors by the legislatures under this theory, which is the independent state legislature doctrine says that under the elections and electors clauses of the constitution, state legislatures, this is, I'm just explaining this though, um, possess plenary and exec and exclusive power over the conduct of federal presidential elections and the selection of state presidential electors. The Supreme Court has never decided whether to embrace the independent state legislature doctrine, but then Chief Justice William Rehnquist and Justice Scalia and Clarence Thomas, in separate concurring opinions, said they would embrace that doctrine in Bush v. Gore. 20 years earlier, and the Republicans had every reason to believe there were at least five votes on the Supreme Court for the doctrine in November 2020. You see, this is, they, they were allowed to get away with the coup in, 20, in 2000, all right? I'm old enough to remember that. I know our millennial correspondent, Mark, was maybe a babe in arms then, but... Uh, that I remember at that time, I was like, oh, you know, we're done. If the Supreme Court can stop the vote and we have an illegitimate president now who received fewer votes in every measure, under every measure, Al Gore won that election. But the uh, and the other thing that was so offensive about Bush v. Gore is that the, and such a, a Republican dirty trick is that they wrote 
the the this whatever the hell they did the you know the assault on the constitution and the election and the and the freedom of this uh you know the sacrifices that so many fought blood and died to entrust to us but they wrote in their opinion that it was only for this time they, this um, opinion can't be cited. You can't point to it for if you're trying to overthrow another election. You can't, you can't, it will not be a precedent, right? This is, that was in Bush v. Gore. And this is the other thing that I remember with um, Kavanaugh, that illegitimate drunken scumbag. You know, he likes beer and also and sexual assault. He I remember um, this is why the corporate media sucks, too. And that, you know, become a patron blah, blah, at patreon.com slash devil because um, that scum that I like beer Cavanope cited uh, Bush v. Gore. In one of his opinion, one of his assaults on on America, and I remember when I was reading about this, and he was like in Bush v. Gore, blah blah blah. I th- and in the article I was reading, no, not a mention of the fact that he he's he's not supposed to do that. Bush v. Gore was written as um, and and in a way, and the instruction of Bush v. Gore was that it was not a precedent that could be cited. And why did no one point that out? Except, you know, me. Not just, I'm sure others did, but I didn't hear it on the corporate media. And no one was like, oh, well, Republicans just do what they want. Fix the facts around the policy. If you have to fix the facts around the policy and that requires citing Bush v. Gore, even though it was instructively uh, prohibitive in the ruling that it would not be cited as precedent, then uh, do it. Do it anyway, because who remembers and who cares, you know? The ends will justify the means. And what's, what are the ends? The ends are the end of democracy. And that's what it's always been about. And everything else is a, is a show. Critical race theory is a show. Um, you know, death panels, all of the outrage, all of the faux rage that these freaks dance and entertain us with i wish they were merely a bunch of clowns they're just clowns but they're fascist clowns and they're dangerous but no they would be comical if we had a strong democracy if we had the pillars of democracy if they were if they were strong and the republicans weren't nibbling away at them like little fascist parasite termites We would ju- we would just laugh at them. You know, fascism and the fascists are always a bunch of clowns and jokes. In Nazi Germany, the same thing. The the normal people of Germany that were witnessing the rise of this cl- of this fascist of their fascist clown show, they couldn't believe it either. 
They couldn't believe that the their fellow Germans could be so stupid and believe and and cheer a buffoon, an outright buffoon and clown show, a bunch of dumbass you know uh, assholes walking around puffed up in their in their military uniforms. They couldn't believe it. But, you know, here we are again. I I can't believe it either, but there are a lot of stupid people. That's why you can't... It is political malpractice to to tickle their racist funny bones, to lie to them, to inject all of the divisive, hateful, fascist rhetoric to pour it into their empty skulls every night on Fox News. All right, back to this article. The Supreme Court has never decided whether to embrace the independent state legislature doctrine, but then, okay, I read this already, Chief Justice Rehnquist, Scalia, Thomas, in separate concurring opinions, said they would embrace that doctrine in Bush v. Gore. 20 years earlier, and Republicans had every reason to believe there would be five, at least five votes on the Supreme Court for the doctrine in 2020. With Amy Coney resting bitch-faced Barrett having just been confirmed, you know, before Ruth Bader Ginsburg's body was even in the ground. That's what it's about. That's why they shoved these unqualified scumbags on the Supreme Court and every other court. You get it? You guys get it. But the Republicans, I mean, the Democrats have to talk about it. They have corrupt, so corrupted the legislature and uh, the judiciary, not just the legislature, of course. Trump and the Republicans, and well, just to rewind a little, the Democrats have to, must say, inform the American people, that's a Nazi tactic. You know, if you're following Nazi tactics and and policies, what are you doing? What what what? If you're putting Nazi ingredients into uh into into the country, what what kind of result are you trying to in, um, elicit? You know, when you put th- you put recipe, you put a cake together, you put certain ingredients together. Yeah, well, voila, you have a cake. You, you have a lemon meringue pie. You put different, you know, you got to put those lemon meringue pie ingredients in there. Well, if you start putting you know, uh, the corruption of the judiciary, the uh, vilification of targeted minority groups, du jour, uh, the, I mean, we could go, you know, what are the 15 characteristics of fascism? Strong men, corrupted media. Um, you know, well, you have all of these ingredients and you think we could still be a democracy under these, under these circumstances? Crony capitalism, corrupt, rampant corruption. God, that's what, that's Dr. Death. All of those people died. Those people died and were crippled and... Because of greed. And Rick Perry. (sighs) 
Trump and Republicans began executing this first stage of their plan months before November 3rd by challenging as volatile, uh, uh, oh, I can't say that. What am I saying? Challenging the independent state, state legislature doctrine, election rules relating to early and late voting, extensions of voting days and times, mail-in ballots, and other election law changes that Republicans contend had been unlawfully altered. And I, I'm sure you've heard Matt Getz and Marjorie Trader Green go on about all of this. This is talking. Oh, it's unconstitutional. No, it's not. It's not. Const, it's unconstitutional to not provide a means for people to vote. It's unconstitutional to not um, meet the moment. To not address in reality and in adulting, you know, do some adulting and uh, enable people to exercise the franchise of democracy that so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us. It would be malpractice. It would be political malpractice. It would be the and and a sla- it would be a spit on every grave of anyone who ever sacrificed their life for democracy. Jesus Christ. These cases eventually wound their way to the Supreme Court. And by December the Supreme Court had decided on all these cases but only by orders either disallowing federal court intervention to change an election rule that had been promulgated by the state legislature, allowing legislatively promulgated rules to be changed by state officials and state courts, or deadlocking 4-4 because Justice Resting Bitch Barrett was not sworn in until after those cases were briefed and ready for decision by the court. In none of these cases did the Supreme Court decide the all-important independent state legislature doctrine. Thwarted by the Supreme Court's indecision on that doctrine, Trump and the Republicans turned their efforts to the second stage of their plan, exploitation of the Electoral College and the Electoral Count Act. The Electoral College is the process by which Americans <laughs> right now everybody's a con. No. Americans can choose the, choose their presidents, a process that can lead to the election as president of a candidate who does not receive the majority of votes cast by American voters, and usually that's a Republican. I mean, when have has when has it ever happened that a Democrat did not win the popular vote? Let me see. Democrat. I think it may have happened once a hundred years ago. Let's see. Did not. How many times? Let me see. How can I look this up? How many times have Republicans president won the electoral college but not the popular vote. Let's see. Hmm. 
list of United States presidential elections in which the winner lost the popular vote. 1824. Jackson Adams. Clay Crawford. Eight. Well, it doesn't say. Who's a... That doesn't... Oh, wait, wait, wait. They didn't have any party affiliation. 1824. 1876, Tilden Hayes. So it looks like Tilden is the Democrat. Well, that was 1876. That We're talking when the Democrats were the conservatives. 1888 and 2000. Yeah, it, was, it doesn't seem to be any Democrat. It's always a Republican. Jesus Christ. That's because they hate America. You see what I mean? It doesn't bother them that they don't have a mandate. They'll just, they, in their minds and in their filthy hearts, they have a mandate to destroy democracy. So let's see. Vi uh, Pence would count only votes of illegitimate electors from swing states and not the votes of the legitimate certified electors. The entire House of Cards collapsed at noon on January 6th when Pence refused to go along with the ill-conceived plan, correctly concluding that under the 12th Amendment, he had no power to reject the votes that had been cast by the duly certified electors or to delay the count to give Republicans even more time to whip up alternative electoral slates. God damn. That's why they were, wanted to hang Mike Pence. Pence declared Joe Biden the 46th president of the United States at 3.40 a.m. on Thursday, January 7th, roughly 14 hours after rioters stormed the Capitol, disrupting the joint session and preventing Congress from counting the Electoral College votes for president until late that night and into the following day. After the statutory, statutorily des designated day for counting those votes, Trump and his allies and supporters in Congress and the states began readying their failed 2020 plan to overturn the 2024 presidential election later that very same day. And they've been unabashedly readying that plan ever since in plain view of the American public. Today, they are, uh, they are already a long way toward recapturing the White House in 2024, whether Trump or another Republican candidate wins the election or not. Trump and Republicans are preparing to return to the Supreme Court, where this time they will likely win the independent state legislature doctrine now that Amy Coney resting bitch face Barrett is on the court and ready to vote. Her illegitimate scumbag. No honor, dishon well, dishonorable um, destruction of democracy in the name of handmaids everywhere. Barrett has not addressed the issue, but this turns on an originalist interpretation of the Constitution, which is, in my opinion, nothing but bullshit. Originalist. This is what I mean. It's like they wrap their bullshit in the veneer of legitimacy by giving it names like originalist. It's not, what's an originalist? The founders weren't originalists. They said this is the, the that times will change. Like they made the constitution a living document to change with the times. 
So to be an originalist, Amy Coney, bitch face Barrett wouldn't even be on the court. She's a friggin' originalist. Go kiss my ass, you dishonorable scum, sitting in Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat illegitimately. Mitch, because Moscow Mitch called you up and was like, hey, bitch, you want to participate in my coup against democracy? You're part of the plan. Oh, yeah, sure. I always had a dream of being a effing traitor. In the name of handmaids. Fucking bastards. You. <sighs> Barrett, where was I? And Barrett is firmly aligned on that method of constitutional interpretation with Thomas Alito and Gorsuch, which is so ridiculous. Like I said, you wouldn't even be on the court, resting bitch face. If you are an original, if you're an originalist, go to F home. Go home, bitch. Because you wouldn't be on the court. And the same thing with Thomas, with Uncle Thomas. Uncle Clarence Thomas. He's an originalist. Yeah, Uncle Clarence is an originalist. <laughs> well, how much does Uncle Clarence have to hate himself to be an originalist? You, I mean, it's it's unfreaking real. You know what I mean? They, that's what I'm saying. Like when I was talking, that's what I'm talking here. I'm talking here when I was talking in the beginning here about they they just talk out of both sides of their mouths constantly fixing the facts around the policy i'm an originalist you're a woman if you're an originalist you would be considered nothing but property you had no rights barely any rights you you know when the when men came over from the old world, they had to declare you with the, the chickens and the cows and the rest of their property. And the same thing with with Uncle Clarence. He's an originalist. These people make me sick. But they make us all sick. That's the problem. Uh, so, th so to continue... There's not, it's, we're in the home stretch here. Let's see. Only last month, in a case from North Carolina, the court declined to hear more versus, in a, in a case from North Carolina, the court declined to hear more versus Harper. Four justices, Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh, said that the independent state legislature question is of exceptional importance to our national elections. The issue will continue to recur, and the court should decide the issue sooner rather than later before the next presidential election. This case involved congressional redistricting, but the independent state legislature doctrine is as applicable to redistricting as it is to presidential elections. 
the Republicans are also in the throes of electing Trump-endorsed candidates to state legislative offices in key swing states, installing into office their favored state election officials who deny that Biden won the 2020 election, such as secretaries of state electing sympathetic state court judges onto the state benches and grooming their preferred potential electors for ultimate selection by the party. Also, they will be positioned to generate and transmit alternative electoral states to Congress if need be. Finally, they are furiously politicking to elect Trump supporters to the Senate and the House so they can overturn the election in Congress as a last resort. Forewarned is to be forearmed. Trump and the, and the Republicans can only be stopped from stealing the 2024 election at this point. If the Supreme Court rejects the independent state legislature doctrine, thus allowing the state course, court enforcement of state constitutional limitations on legislatively enacted election rules and elector appointments, and Congress amends the Electoral Count Act to constrain Congress's own power to reject state electoral votes and decide the presidency. I wonder if Republicans will allow that to happen. Although the vice president will be a Democrat in 2024, both parties also need to enact federal legislation that expressively limits the vice president's power to be coextensive with the power accorded the vice president in the 12th Amendment and confirm that this is largely ceremonial. Vice President Kamala Harris would preside over the joint session in 2024. Neither Democrats nor Republicans have any idea who will be presiding after that, however. Thus, both parties have incentive to clarify the vice president's ceremonial role now. As it stands today, Trump, or his anointed successor, and the Republicans are poised in their word to steal from Democrats the presidential election in 2024 that they falsely claim Democrats stole from them in 2020. But there is a difference between the falsely claimed, quote, stolen election of 2020 and what would be the stolen election of 2024. Unlike the Democrats' theft claimed by Republicans, the Republican theft would be an open defiance of the popular vote and thus the will of the American people. Poetic, though tragic. Irony for America's democracy. That's what he that's how he finished the article. But um yeah, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. What do we do? Are we going to convince them? Are we going to talk nicely to them? Are we going to model good behavior? Are we going to be, take back your party? Like Nancy Pelosi. The American people need a Republican party that's done so much good. What are you Republicans? Will you please take back your party? Do you think that'll work? Maybe pine for them a little more. Model adults' behavior. Here's uh, Jamie Raskin today. 
talking to, about Marjorie T- Trader Green, who hates America and loves Russia and every autocracy. We are here to debate aid to the people of Ukraine defending themselves against a massive invasion by Vladimir Putin and his army. Then the minority puts up the distinguished general lady from Georgia who does not mention Ukraine once. She does not mention the thousands of Ukrainian civilians who've been slaughtered by Putin's army. She does not mention more than 100 Ukrainian children who've been shot and killed by the Ukrainian army. Instead, she talks about a massive invasion at the border, a massive invasion which their own speakers have said today hundreds of thousands of people have been apprehended in. That's very different from a military invasion. The one in Ukraine, of course, the general lady is not going to talk about that. She had a lot to say the other day when she heckled me continuously. When I came to the floor, it was like the Rocky Horror Picture Show in here with her chanting about the Russia hoax and Russia this and Russia that. Now she had the opportunity to tell the world what her views about Russia are. I put them out there exactly what she has said. She said that the aid that the taxpayers of America are sending to the people of Ukraine to defend themselves against Vladimir Putin and the Russian army falls into the hands of Nazis. I want to see her proof. Where's her evidence? She talks about NATO Nazis. Does the minority believe that our allies in NATO who are trying to defend the people of Ukraine are Nazis? Has it come to this? General lady talked about a massive invasion. We had a massive invasion of our own chamber. And she continued to be a cheerleader for the insurrection and deny what happened here. Speaker, I'd like this word to be taken down. You say, and uh, so Jamie Raskin call, calls out Marjorie Trader Green. I mean, who can't, she can't control herself. She's a disgusting traitor and she acts like, she, she debases everything she touches, like all Republicans, but she acts like the floor of the house is WWE. Yeah, she can't, just like when uh, Joe Biden gave the State of the Union, she embarrassed us and herself, of course, but she doesn't have the maturity to be embarrassed. So she and Lauren Boebert, uh, banned from the bowling alley Boebert, failed the GED three times Boebert, uh, heckled the president of the United States who was giving the State of the Union, jumping out of their chairs like a couple of monkeys or, you know, clowns, apes, Neanderthals. So, Jamie Raskin, thank you, Jamie Raskin, for uh, calling these traitors out. But here, here's the article from The Hill that was posted immediately after. Democrat admits unparliamentary language after criticism of Green. What? And that's what they tweeted. Democrat admits unparliamentary language? You see what I mean? The corporate media... 
mainstream media is part of the problem. So thank you for hanging out. We still have more show if you're on Progressive. But this is the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We will win because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. If you want to watch the end of the show, youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster. Or uh, Apple, iTunes, podcast, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Stitcher. I'll see you soon. Titcher. That's what, maybe somebody should make another social media site. Titcher instead of Twitter. Twitter. Titcher and then it'll be Titches. Twitch? Oh, I don't know. Well, that is a thing. Twitch is already a thing. Um, Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Democrat admits unparliamentary language after criticism of Green. That is the headline. Are you effing kidding me? This is where we live. Jamie Raskin calls out this filthy traitor for standing up, standing with Putin, calling the Ukrainians Nazis, calling NATO Nazis, NATO. Our democratic allies. Do you see what I'm saying? They hate democracy. And the Hill runs a, a, a headline and tweets that out? That's the article. Democrat admits unparliamentary language after criticism of Green. Am I... Somebody pinch me. Somebody effing pinch me. This is for real? That's for real. That's a real headline. And you know that people, half the people don't read the article. They're not going to get in and be like, oh, that's... Oh, the, all they will see is that um, a Democrat had some unparliamentary language for criticizing Marjorie Trader Greene. And what, she, it's just uh, both sides, you know? Both sides do it. And he's just criticizing her. Nothing about what she said, how she behaved. Nothing about her, her, her ape-like antics. Her filthy lies, her love of Putin, her her calling our uh, our democratic allies Nazis. You know, NATO was put together to stop fascism, to protect democracies from the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene's fans, I mean, friends. She's a fan of uh, autocracies. Unreal. Hold on a second. Something's going on my phone. So, yeah. And then before I continue, thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And thank you, 
Richard W. for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out. But, I mean, am I losing it here? Am I out of my mind? Democrat. I, when I saw that, I couldn't believe my eyes. I had to rub my eyes. Am I? I was like, are we, are, are, are we going to let, are we going to survive? Not with the media like this. They should be ashamed. Of course, I tweeted at them. Like, are you effing kidding me? I, and I wrote, uh, Marjorie Trader Green is a big lie peddling perjurer and the Hill focuses on unparliamentary language from a Democrat. GOP traitors to democracy can't behave like adults at any time. So let's chastise the only pro-democracy party for calling out the traitors who are also thin-skinned professional victim snowflakes. Mm. Oh my God! Oh, I see. I gotta get off Twitter. Republicans are—they're trending. AOC hashtag AOC loves Elon. What? What is this Elon Musk? For, you know, fellatio fest. These people have no—they have no dignity. You see, they hate America. And they have absolutely no qualms with with filleting a um, a billionaire who is you know it's it, billionaires are anathema to democracy. That's why they love them. And the idiots, the Fox News victims, are guzzling it up because they are, I guess, uh, being. They're being assured that they can continue to be disgusting um, racists and never evolve. They will never have to feel the uncomfortability of maturing and learning how to live in a free democratic society, a multiracial democratic society that they can only pretend to love. They will never have to, um, you know, do the uncomfortable work of becoming an adult, a mature, informed person with the level of maturity that enables them to function in a democracy with people, you know, all kinds of people, different people. Some people might be, have darker pigment. They might be trans, you know, they don't, they don't, they can't handle it. This, that's too much rugged individual. Too much. Too much freedom to call themselves, or when people call themselves pronouns that they want, you know, they, that they feel comfortable with. The Republicans can't handle that's too much promoting of the general welfare. That's too much e pluribus unum. And that's why, I mean, everything about them is uh, screams um, that screams the truth that they can't function in a democracy. Here's I just came across this. Oh, it's not displaying. This is a 
where what is it this is an advertisement or or a banner that um uh, inviting at some college campus u.s uh what is that university of south carolina usc you uh, wait ucsc what is that anyway uh talk about they want to invite people to the college republican meeting and the banner is the flyer is join ucsc college republicans explanation point exclamation point exclamation point Uh uh-oh here comes the producer come on over producer we've been asking they've been everybody's asking about you get over here you want to come over all right you sit oh geez right on the keyboard right on the keyboard all right honey you sit talk about great topics such as pronouns parentheses transgenders you see how scumbags they so i I mean no offense to scumbags but the scum they are the scum of the earth number two these are the topics why illegal immigrants are bad all caps why biden touches children oh no honey that's that's your candidates that's roy moore that's uh, jim jordan that's dennis hastert you know all your pedophile pals and your closet cases why gas prices are currently higher than a porter student I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it's offensive. And last but not least, why we are the best club to grace UCSC with our presence. And there's a picture of a slug. And it says, if you ain't there, you ain't black. George Floyd. That's supposed to be a quote from George Floyd. And then meetings on Thursdays at 2... Uh, uh, 2,000 to 2,200 or 8 to 10 for dumbasses who don't know military time because they love the military even though they just, you know, they love to cosplay the military to shove their their unfit carcasses into some kind of camo gear and walk around Walmart trying to pretend that they're not closet cases because they lack, I mean, they don't, they don't have courage. And that's why the, you could throw, uh, you just throw something in a Republican convention and hit a closet case, a self-loathing closet case. Speaking of, there's so, there's so many other things. That's why we have to do so many other Well, I wanted to talk about these texts. Uh Uh-oh, here goes Grumpy. I should have called him Grumpy. He's after my hand. Okay, 82 texts between Sean Hannity and Mark Meadows. But it proves that Fox News is a propaganda outlet. And why, why is Fox News sitting front row center in the White House press corps, really? That's another thing. See, because Democrats try to encourage 
these fascists to play nice with uh, with everyone, to play nice with the system that so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us, and they get they give them um, they give them the validity that they don't deserve. They're like, oh, okay, you know, they're just pantomiming. They're pantomiming journalism. They're pantomiming uh, representative democracy. So CNN has obtained 2,319 text messages that former President Donald Twitler, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, pasty-faced Mark Meadows, the uh, illegal voter, the voter fraud chief, sent and received between Election Day 2020 and Joe Biden's inauguration on January 20th, 2021. Meadows selectively provided, that's like the seven-hour gap in Trump's phone records, selective, and all the selective editing that goes on on Fox News and every other fascist propaganda outlet that the racist America haters of of, uh, this sad, dying republic consume like uh, like Brett Kavanaugh consumes beer that he likes. I hear he likes beer. He doesn't like democracy, though. Among the trove of texts are more than 80 from Fox's Sean Hannity, otherwise known as the stupidest man in media. That's what his peers call him which are included below. The communications show Hannity's evolution from a staunch supporter of Trump's election lies to being fed up with the lunatics hurting Trump's cause. You see, they had a clue for a minute, and they had an opportunity. They all had the opportunity to say, you know what, we've gone too far. We must get rid of this con man and all of his America-hating supporters. They need to be legally and peacefully shoved into history's trash pile with the rest of the fascists, where they'll be comfortable. But, no. Here, let's look at these together. Sean Hannity to Mark Meadows. NC gonna be Okay. Stress every vote matters. Get out and vote. This is what he's te- he's telling the the chief of staff of the less vote getting con man who pretended to be the president but really was Putin's fluffer for four years. In in, in communication with someone who pretends to be a journalist. And telling him what to say on the propaganda outlet. This is not nothing. It, it, this is nothing short of fascism. These people hate America, and it can't be stressed enough. It can't be repeated enough. They hate America, and they're they are they're attacking America. Fake news, fake news. That's the that's the rallying cry. That's the mating cry of fascism. That's the mating call of a fascist scumbag. You see, they all come out of the woodwork. 
They know what they're doing. So Mark Meadows, well, I mean, just back and forth. Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Arizona, yup. Nevada, got it. You see, got it. Mark Meadows, Deshaun Hannity. No, uh, it seems good, but some of our people said it was going to be a landslide. Don't want that out there. Sean Hannity to Mark Meadows. Agree. And then blank messages. Sean Hannity to Mark Meadows. Early totals out of North Carolina in Wake, Mecklenburg counties, home to Raleigh and Charlotte. High turnout in... I mean, they're just talking about getting out the vote. I mean, but this is a... This is a chief of staff to a filthy con man, so-called president, and a so-called journalist. Let's see. Anyway. Oh, my God. Look at this text. From Sean Hannity to Mark Meadows. I'm going to speak in Georgian, a realistic primer on the runoffs Enjoy. I mean, look at this long-ass text. Jesus Christ. Oh, you dumb bastards. They hate America. I mean, that is really the underlying everything. Here's another... I'm looking at the time. Let me see. Let's we we have like twenty minutes left, so I would like to let's go into uh, Madison, the closet case, the self-loathing closet case. Cawthon, and I mean another underwhelming filth bag. Okay, so the Daily Mail. I'm sure maybe you've seen there's more texts, more weird, weird uh, Venmo payments. You know, that uh, what's his face? Matt Getz, he also had Venmo payments to underage girls where he paid underage girls for sex and trafficked them across state lines. Of course, Matt Getz said that he's 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 just very generous, and he wrote because he's a real clever Republican, dirty trickster. He wrote in the Venmo subjects that uh, it's for tuition. You know, after he had sex with underage girls in front of other men. You know, that's a very gay thing to do. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, there's nothing wrong with it, but they're just a bunch of hypocrites. Because they hate themselves, too. That's what I mean. If they would just get the goddamn help they need. Just get help. Go to therapy and get the help you need and stop inflicting it on normal society. The world would be a much better place. So... From the Daily Mail. So this is Madison Cawthorn. I would like to see a naked body beneath my hands. GOP Representative Madison Cawthorn is caught on video with male schedulers hand on his crotch as new ethics complaint 
claims the congressman gave him thousands of dollars in loans and gifts. Um, hello? Footage obtained exclusively by the Daily Mail shows Cawthorn, age 26. These people, you know, he's not not an old 26. He's not someone impressive. These are underwhelming, emotionally stunted grifters. Just chill. I mean, he's like a prepubescent sociopath. Every, uh, his whole, um, his whole resume is a laundry list of lies. So it's not like they deserve the power, you know? I mean, that's the other thing that always baffles me about the Republicans. That's how much they hate themselves. They vote for these people, these underwhelming, unimpressive people, when calling them people is, uh, I'm just trying to be generous. I'm being nice calling them people. But they vote for these underwhelming, useless wastes of DNA, human DNA. And uh, why? Why? You're not even voting for somebody impressive, you know, who deserves some whatever, you know, that has anything to write home about. They Nothing. Why? Why do they do that? Let's psych 101. Well, psych 211. I had 211. So it's because they're underwhelming. And people who are capable, that that just really, it shines a light on how much, how incapable Republicans are. And it it tickles their inadequacies. They know they're inadequate. So rather than, hey, don't be inadequate. Get education. Stop being an intellectually incurious, willfully ignorant turd and dupe of con men. You know, I mean, get off of 4chan. Stop sucking Elon Musk's, I don't know, his, his taint. Do, you know what I mean? Get off of... Uh, there's so many things you can learn. Go go on the great courses. But no, they have to tear people down who are, who are capable. You know? Like AOC. They hate AOC. Why? Because she's capable. She's smart. She has an education. She knows what she's talking about, and she's she has the facts on her side. So they have to vilify her. And uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene can only scream through her mail slot like a like a like a turd, like a walking troll. But she is kind of a troll. She is a, well, kind of. She looks like a troll. I mean, no offense to trolls. I mean, trolls, are, are trolls traitors? So, Cawthorn, let's see, footage, yeah, 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 I said this. Footage, footage ex, ex, obtained by the Daily Mail shows Cawthorn in a car with his, with his close aide and staffer, Stephen Smith, age 23. Cawthorn sits in the driver's seat and says, I feel the passion and desire and would like to see a naked body beneath my hands. 
The camera then pans back to Smith, who says, me too, and then films himself reaching over and uh, into reaching his hand over into Cawthorn's crotch. The video is one of several exhibits filed in support of the ethics complaint drafted by political group Fire Madison Cawthorn. The complaint calls for an investigation into a slew of behavior that the group alleges has put Cawthorn firmly on the wrong side of a host of house rules. Among the many allegations is the claim that Cawthorn provided thousands of dollars in loans and gifts to Smith. Well, who do you do things like that for? You do things like that for people you're, you're effing, right? They, they look gay to me. I, I always got that gaydar, gay vibe from Cawthorn. I mean, the self-loathing. Of course, closet case vibe because he's so he's very disturbed. And of course, he's, uh, you know, a homophobe too. outwardly. Uh, he's a, they're pathological, these people. That's why they inflict their manias outward. It's like Miss Lindsey Graham. He's, he's another one. New video of the scandal-ridden GOP Cawthorn having his crotch felt by a close male friend and staff member is at the center of the complaint calling for an investigation into him and filed with the Office of Congressional Ethics. The extraordinary footage obtained exclusively by the Daily Mail and seen here for the first time today. Oh, we already read this, but, you know, shows him getting his crotch grabbed. Cawthorn sits in the driver's seat. Who do you do that to, you know? I mean, I'm not a man, but if you're... I don't think men don't do that to each other. Straight men sitting in a car. Do you talk about, I want to feel naked bodies under me, and yeah, me too, and then you grab your friend's crotch? If uh, people on the chat if you're heterosexual male can i don't that never happens right if you're straight not that i mean like i said i'm gay i don't care it's just the hypocrisy of these people the damage oh gee thanks tara jr jr (laughs) you see what he just did it's like bite and then i want that hand Right? Let me see. Right, right. Winston on the chat says, I think we are going to find out next month is that there were only a handful of GOP that were not involved in planning the or exe- the planning or execution of January 6th. Yep. Yep. They're all, that's what Jim, Jor- Jim Jordan and Marjorie Trader Green and Matt Getz apparently... We're giving tours. There's, I, I saw an article today about them giving tours to these, to the traitors, to the insurrectionists. <laughs> Matt says on the chat, I felt, I feel up my husband. Does that count? Well, it counts, but you're, if that's your husband, you're not, you know, you know what I'm saying? If you're a heterosexual male, 
you don't and you're hanging out with your pal in a car and your pal says i'd like to feel a naked body under me and you say yeah me too and then you grab his crotch are you still straight (laughs) are you still supposedly straight no it's not i mean whatever fine it's just that they are they're hateful and they use gay people as uh, like uh, punching bags and trans people. The same person who's going around, uh, supposedly, he's, I mean, more lies. Pictures of him wearing women's underwear. Oh, it was, a, it was an adult game on, on a cruise, which, and then he linked to this supposed game, which was, no one was wearing lingerie. Everybody was fully clothed. Because they count on the stupidity of the of their base, and they understand that there will be no accountability for them. Different rules, like when Jamie Raskin calls out Marjorie Trader Green for being a a Nazi, calling NATO Nazi. Uh, the headline is how Jamie Raskin used unparliamentary language. I'm, uh, it's just flabbergasting. Is that a word? Many, let me see. The video is one of several exhibits. Yes, yes. Cawthon appeared to allude to the, the scandal on Thursday in a tweet which said, many of my colleagues would be nowhere near politics if they had grown up with a cell phone in their hands. Well, only if you're a, if you're a vile, unfit waste of human DNA who who hates America. Look look at these pictures. Look at him and his lover here, right? Obviously, hey, they look very gay, first of all. But the other thing is, they also look like um, then they they look like. They're not in it for altruism, okay? Do they look like a couple of people working for their constituents? Or do they look like a a couple of clowns, unfit, emotionally stunted assholes who, um, you know, think they're powerful? And are in politics for, they're not in it to help the American people or to do the, that's why Madison Cawthorn doesn't have offices as his former staffer revealed. He has no constituent services because he's not, he's not in it to help his constituent. He wouldn't know what the effing do. He set up his whole staff around comms, meaning get me on Fox News. Get me on that fascist propaganda outlet. The modern day, the American version of Der Sturmer. Get me on there. So I can, I guess, impress people with my lies. Because it's too much work to actually be an impressive person. You know what I mean? So they lie about it. Oh, I was accepted into 
the where was he going to the naval academy or something one of the military academies until my accident a completely checkable and verifiable so-called fact which was a lie Oh, uh, my friend left me to die in a burning wreck. Another lie. Uh, you know, lie upon lie upon. He's just a liar. And, uh, and an unfit waste of human DNA that has no business being anywhere near the halls of power. Another thing, put it going, you could say, oh, I forgot my gun. I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had a gun on me when I'm going on the on an airplane. You could say, okay, once that happened. I, I don't know how. Or just being being nice. I'm just saying. I don't know how you forget your you have a gun going to the airport once, but okay. But then you do it twice and you get to walk away. Well, metaphorically, I know you can't walk. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I, that it was not a joke. It just came out like that. And uh, he doesn't, he, then he tweets a video where he's like making a, making a joke out of it. Oh, I, everybody, I got to board, I'm in the airport, I'm going home, and this time, uh, no problem, I didn't have any guns on me. Ha, 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 ha. A shout out to the cops, hey. Well, you sh- your ass should be in jail. If you bring a gun to an airport, okay? That's why I'm so sick of these. I'm so sick of them. I'm sick of them getting away with their crimes. Different rules for the fascists. Oh, wait, it's going to get worse if we allow them to take power illegitimately. If we allow them to steal the midterm elections and the 2024 elections, it will get worse. You think it's bad now? It's going to get worse. And before they're done, there will be a lot more death. That's the other thing. Fascism never goes out quietly. Like Michael Cohen said that if Trump isn't reelected, there will not be a peaceful transfer of power. Well, I can guarantee you this. By the time fascism is done with the United States, there's going to be a lot more death. That's how it goes. They won't go quietly. That's for sure. They, they already killed a, nearly a million people. There'll be more death. There's a picture of the guy's hand reaching for the crotch. They, I don't know. He looks gay to me. I don't know. I get the gay vibe from him. I always did. Especially he's, he, I also get the trying too hard vibe. You know what I mean? Like he's gay and he's really trying, um, to be impressive. So you don't notice all of his inadequacies not that being gay is an inadequacy but you know what I mean like he's over the top trying to be masculine the complaint calls for an investigation into a slew of behaviors that the group alleges put Clawthorne on the wrong side of a host of house rules among the many allegations is the claim that representative 
that the representative of North Carolina's 11th district provided thousands of dollars in loans and gifts to Smith, his lover. Uh, uh, that's me talking. His something, something or other. I mean, just b- be honest. You know what I mean? Be honest. But you can't, can you, Republicans? They'd rather haunt and hunt gay people down, right? They'd rather hunt trans people and chase them out of states and have neighbors reporting on each other. You know what I mean? God help us. This is Tara Devlin. Guys, we have a lot more work to do. Thank you for hanging out. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We will win. We will, eventually, because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. Call those Democrats. God. God. All right, guys, I know. I know. We have more work to do. I had more stuff on the topic list, but I couldn't get to it. But we will have another show. I don't know what day, but hopefully Monday, Tuesday, maybe Tuesday. But um, it always helps if somebody becomes a patron. That gives me a lot of hope. And I, I try harder to get a show together for the evening. But we do have to have more shows, as you know, because we have a lot of work to do to counteract the filthy lies of the Republicans. And yeah, well, like Irene says in the chat, if they take power, it's going to get much worse. Yep. Well, if you are, if you want to hang out in between shows, like I said, there is a, we have our Discord page. I, well, somebody joined during the show. I saw a little something pop up. Johnny Boy joined. Nice to see you, Johnny. Go hang out with Johnny on, uh, on Discord. Thank you, Johnny, for hanging out and for everything else for, you know, sharing our Friday with the greatest chat room on all of liberal media. But, all right, well, listen, I got to get the show ready for Progressive Voices. There's other, there's, we have a lot more to talk about. So hopefully I'll be able to get the show together for at least Tuesday. You know what I mean? Or maybe more. Maybe Monday. We'll see. If I, If somebody becomes a patron, that... We can do a patron challenge type thing, you know. I'll do a show. And uh, Johnny on Discord says, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm doing a show. That's funny. Here comes Tara Jr. Jr. again. All right, guys. You, you guys are great. And, uh, yeah, we will win. I think the producer the producer wants something from me. I'm going to go. What am I going to do? I need to get the show ready for Progressive Voices. And um, 
then I'm going to uh, get unconscious. I'm going to tune out. I'm going to see if something's on Netflix that I can distract my life, distract me from my life and life in general. And uh, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to pet Tara Jr. Jr. Right? <laughs> you want to hear him? You want to hear his purr? Wait, let me turn that off. Come on, purr. Pretty good, right? He's like a purr machine. He he purrs constantly. He's very I love I love it. I love the purr. It it helps my blood pressure. And I do have high blood pressure. And thank you. Thank you, Winston. Great show, Tara. Thank you. And thank you. You guys make it great. I wouldn't be here without you. Thank you all. Thank you, Terry and Errol and Paradu and Haiku. Thank you. Thank you for being a moderator. Thank you, Jim, for being a moderator. And Terry and Richard W. And Irene. And Lavender Liger. Thank you so much. And, of course, Richard W. And Winston and Matt. Thank you, Matt. And... Hope I didn't miss anybody. Who did I miss? I'm sure I did. Play Dave is in there. I see. Tell your friends. Thank you, Luther. I see you there. And Jonathan. Thank you, guys. Of course. All right, Krabby. All righty. All right, listen up. Hopefully, I will see you. I'm glad that the restream didn't crap out this time. That's good. But we will win. So I, I do have a hard time letting go. That's why I'm like dragging it on. So I, I do like hanging out. But I also got to get unconscious. I feel, you know, I'm going to have some, uh, I have some leftover Thai food in the fridge. I think I'm going to eat that. You know, um, vegetarian duck. It's pretty good. Or it's not real duck, you know. I don't eat corpses. Not that I'm judging, but we'll talk about that another day. All right, my friends. I will see you. Remember, we stick together, we win. I'll see you very soon. Oh, <laughs> that's the wrong picture. How Where did that come from? All right, see you very soon. Hmm. <laughs>